You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Ashley Hamilton, a Brooklyn-based stand-up comedian and co-host of the podcast Celebrity Memoir Book Club, one of our absolute favorites. Ashley grew up outside of Chicago, where she loved dancing and spending time with her friends as she dreamed of being a radio host. Ashley's AG era included her having Samantha and a girl of today, plus trips to the flagship AG store. We absolutely cannot wait to hear more today. Ashley, welcome to AGW. Thanks for having me. We are so excited, Ashley, to talk all things American Girl with you. Obviously, not only because you are a host of one of Lindsay and I's favorite podcasts, but also a fellow lover of all things American Girl. This is so exciting for us. It is fun. I'm excited. I haven't talked about American Girl dolls in so long. (laughs) We cannot wait to get into this. And Ashley, we reached out to you not knowing if you had an American Girl or what your experience was like with it. I don't recall them ever being mentioned on your podcast. (laughs) And really, there's something that's like not top of mind for many of us past childhood and when we were first initially interested in them. But I think there is so much joy in discussing it now and that we all have this kind of undercurrent of a shared childhood memory and interest. So thanks for coming on today to chat with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I did have two American Girl dolls. I don't know that we've ever mentioned them on the podcast, but I also don't know. I feel like it's not (laughs) something that comes up, even talking to you guys before we started recording. There are a handful of things that I was like, oh my God, that was like a big part of my life. And I completely (laughs) blacked it out. Right? There's there's this list online, I think like a BuzzFeed article of which celebrities had American Girl dolls, which was really surprising, like the people that had them. And I don't know how accurate it is or like when this would have ever come up in conversation for these actresses and singers, but I'd be curious. And I don't know, Laura, maybe one day we'll have like Miley on (laughs) manifest it. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure that and I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that in Britney Spears's like seminal, like yes. coming of age Rolling Stone magazine shoot, you could see a Molly doll visible on the shelf of her bedroom behind her. So, I mean, that would be the dream, obviously, wow. is yes. to be able to ask her about that. But Oh my God. Actually, Laura, now that you mentioned this, Yes, Brittany definitely had an American Girl doll and she had mentioned it like in one of her Instagram captions like within the past like year or two. Like I remember maybe like right when we were starting the podcast, like a few people sent it over to me. I can't believe that that came up in one of her Instagram captions, given like all the other things that come up that American Girl was touched on. But I feel like she uses a pretty heavy word count. I think it would... <laughs> it makes sense that things come up. <laughs> right. Ashley, before we get into all things American Girl, what were you like growing up? 
I was pretty shy, I think, for the most part. That's like most of what I remember is that I was very like quiet. I kept I had like a group of friends that I was like comfortable with, but mostly I kept to myself, I think. I was really into dance and all that. What kind of dance styles were you most into? I took ballet and tap and jazz. And when I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck is jazz? (laughs) I would simply pass away if I saw like any jazz performance that I've ever been in. Like I cringe at the thought. I, I mean, I literally still cannot tell you what it even is. I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, what was that? Because I spent a lot of time doing it. Ballet and tap, I still have like an appreciation for. I think they're, yes. I mean, I always loved tap. I remember watching like the advanced, like the big kids tap classes when I was little and being like, wow, I want to do that someday. And I think I quit before I ever did it. But I <laughs> think ballet and tap are really cool. I don't remember ever taking hip hop. I don't think I was ever in one of those like 20 white eight year old hip hop classes. <laughs> yes. Literally like 20 white eight-year-old little girls like in like sweatpants and like converse walk onto a stage (laughs) (laughs) I know I feel exactly the same way about jazz and I don't know if this resonates for you both but I always had like I think it was like ballet first and then or it was tap first in the morning then ballet and then jazz and like you were always looking forward to jazz because you were like this is where I can be a little free a little more expressive (laughs) yeah and I'm thinking about it and I'm like all literally all I remember from jazz is like the warm-up yes (laughs) I don't know why in my brain right now I'm like yes I remember doing um across the floors Mm. yeah you would just but we did that in ballet too yeah I remember, like, leaping across a room. (laughs) The one thing that I remember from jazz is where you have to glide across the floor and you, like, move your arms and legs, but, like, the opposite of what the other is doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I remember doing the um, isolations. I took a dance class in Brooklyn, like, right before the pandemic from... Um, a studio I think it was like good moves in Williamsburg where it was like this hot bitch dance class that my girlfriends and I took together we were all really into class pass like right before the Uh pandemic like our office gave us subscriptions to it and they made us go across the floor individually in a group of like 50 women I was just like no like I'm kind of paying for this I don't want to do this I was like a ballet girl growing up and like into my twenties and even into the, I was doing virtual classes uh, all through the pandemic as well. That's always been my thing, but a hot bitch. I am not like, I am not very coordinated. So this was like a true nightmare. That's so funny. It's, I like, can't imagine. That's too scary. The idea of going across, even (sighs) when we would do it in like threes, if I was in the front row, I would want to die. Oh yeah. I mean, the trauma of, having to dance across the floor as an adult by yourself <laughs> like I, no. I'm still mortified <laughs> this is almost three years ago and I'm still like god I hated that feeling so much and then like we recreated the dance that we learned in a bar like a few weeks later and we're like oh let's do the hot bitch dance and we do it and my husband's like you know you're a second behind everyone else I'm like yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I feel too I feel like for letting me know right (laughs) this wasn't an audition (laughs) let me dance 
my brain just doesn't connect to like what my body does in the way that it used to or maybe like never did but yeah Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, besides dance, Ashley, is there anything else that stands out from your childhood as like an activity you like to do or games you like to play or how you were interacting with your friends? I feel like my friends and I were very like imaginative. We had a lot of like games with made up stuff, Mm -hmm. like horses and houses and things. And then like later, I feel like once computer games were a thing, I got I was really into The Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Those were like pretty big parts of my life. <laughs> so I'm trying, like, I'm trying to think of what my friends even and I would do all the time. I know we were always like hanging out and having sleepovers, but I'm like, I guess we were like just painting our nails and then like yelling at each other. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's like it really is so different growing up now, and like not to like sound like such a like millennial loser but it's so different from how it was when we were kids like we had to like actively I feel like find stuff to do whereas now like there's just so much to do like or connect with like on the internet but like I feel like I was like so creative as a kid and there are like ways to be creative now but like everything was like built around like a little scenario that we were like acting out or whatever which yeah I was definitely into like art projects Mm -hmm. like we would do a lot of like sculpty clay shit Mm. a lot of I did a lot of making jewelry like I always made friendship bracelets like when we Mm. had just that but then I got really into like beading and me and my friend would make all these like beaded things that like I found a bunch of it and I was like this wasn't good but it was good for like someone who didn't know what they were doing and like could have I I feel like I could have been decent at it if I had like really kept going on the jewelry route wow (laughs) oh my god that's so cool I I dabbled in jewelry making a little bit as a kid too and I really wish my mom had kept the supplies and like some of my my work (laughs) (laughs) I am like okay this wasn't good but some of the stuff I see on like Etsy and whatever I'm like well, this I can make myself if I still had like pliers yeah. and a little bit of wire. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Just get out those crimping beads and yeah. do whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> oh my God. I think about that sometimes. Like, why couldn't I have been like a jewelry maker or a florist? Like, how do how do I go that route? I know. I know. It does look fun, except for when it like isn't. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like, I don't, I wouldn't want to be like, I don't know, trying that hard at it. I know. <laughs> like, like to be able to just like have everything I need at my disposal to like make the jewelry that I'm picturing in my head for myself. I don't want to yeah. like have to market. That's what I, I don't have to market it. Right. right. We're not looking for a side hustle. We're just looking yeah. for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ashley, let's get into the American girl of it all a little bit. How do you remember American Girl entering your life as a kid how did you first get into it I feel like my friends started getting American Girl dolls and I like I remember my friend I think my friend Sarah was like really into getting one for Christmas so then I wanted one for Hanukkah I feel like maybe I was subscribed to the catalog at some point and then I like got really into like getting a doll and like I really wanted one so bad and then I remember like second guessing it and having I was like a real choice paralysis kid like I would like (laughs) lose my shit with any decision (laughs) and so I remember like spending 
so much time like thinking about which American Girl doll I wanted and then being like okay this is the one that I want for Hanukkah and then I remember like a week before I remember like going down to my dad crying being like I don't know what I want and so you shouldn't get me anything at all oh my goodness did you end up getting a doll that Hanukkah (laughs) yeah I did but I remember because I mean they'd already bought it like they'd already spent yeah like I spent like a summer being like okay this is what I want no this yeah and like everyone it was like the thing everyone was getting American Girl dolls everyone was like into going to the American Girl doll store they had a store in Chicago people would have like birthday parties there and I remember being like okay this is like the coolest thing I have to get one it's the most important thing in the world and then being like never mind I can't figure this out I like don't know what to do just kick me out of school like (laughs) (laughs) so which doll was it that you got I ended up getting Samantha great choice Um, so and I was excited about it I also like wasn't that into the historical aspect of it for a while and then I just like wanted a doll and I liked that Samantha had like pale skin and brown hair like me (laughs) so I was like yeah that works and then one of my best friends had Felicity I think Mm -hmm. and then I forgot which one my other friend got I want to say like Kirsten I mean they were both blonde and so I think they both had like blonder lighter haired dolls (laughs) I'm trying I feel like that was like the real like you like get the ones that match yeah yeah I feel like before now I feel like they lean so heavily into like the customization of the dolls. Um, but before, yeah. like when we were kids, like the historic dolls were like the main thing, and you just tried to get one that looked somewhat remotely like you. Um, yeah, I think the historic dolls were like the thing. And then I remember when they started the like more customized dolls. They they had like forty of them. And right. it was all just like variations on like hair color and eye color. And that was it. Yeah. Or, right. like, hair, it was hair, eyes, skin. Mm-hmm. Right. And not any like they all still had the like long hair with the flat bangs. Yeah. There exactly. was no like customizations that they have now. Right? Yeah. I know. It's so it's so granularly detailed now. But like at the time it was like, you know, you had the grid, you chose your little girly that you wanted. And you had one of those dolls, right? You had the girl yeah. girl today. Were you choosing one that looked like you since Samantha already kind of had your vibe? Yeah. So Samantha had like dark brown hair and brown eyes. And then the one I got had like even paler skin because I'm like the palest kid. I was the pale. I'm still <laughs> pale spot. And then it had like greener eyes and mm. the same dark hair. Yeah. Same bangs. <laughs> same. It was basically just like one had brown eyes and one had green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that so. is so funny. I, I love the really bold choice by American Girl to just assume that every doll would want to have bangs like yeah every single one <laughs> I mean now the way that you can customize everything is like shocking mm-hmm. I like went on the website this morning and you can there are dolls with like pink hair yeah I know. And, like oh my god and like Who the texture she? of their hair like you can have like curly hair and straight hair and like wavy hair and I was just like holy shit this is crazy the only wavy hair doll was was it Kirsten or Felicity that had the long braids? And then when you unbraided them, it was like a little wavy. Kirsten. <laughs> okay. It was like yeah. wavy by default. Like not yeah. actually wavy. It wasn't actually wavy. It was just like, <laughs> it was plastic hair 
tightly <laughs> braided and so it came out with a bit of a crimp <laughs> seriously yeah felicity had like little curls around her head i don't know if that counts oh I yeah have, i have felicity i have her in my apartment somewhere oh my gosh. like <laughs> waiting to rewig her it's a whole saga and like you could see like a little bit of a curl still left but mm. yeah it's really cool to see like where they've taken it to today in terms of inclusivity and all of the options now when you had your girl of today, were you naming her Ashley? Like, was she a little you or? No, her name was Kate. I don't okay. know why. I just, she just was, I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know the thought process behind any of it. I just like, we, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I love it. Kate. <laughs> Kate and Samantha, how did they get along? They liked each other. They had bunk beds. They hung out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Did you have that American girl bunk bed, that yellow set? Yeah. Oh, iconic. Iconic. Yeah. I remember like giving it to my cousins and like having a really hard time with it. Like I remember when I was like in college, like bestowing it upon them and being like, okay, like, oh my this God. is like I a hope- piece of me. <laughs> I hope they were grateful. <laughs> And like all the clothes, because I was like, I don't touch any of this anymore. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I still have the dolls, to be honest. I wonder if I gave those away. To- I think I might have given them to my cousins, too, actually. Yeah, well, the dolls are probably like worth money now because they like they've changed them so much, which like some of the changes are for the better, but some of the changes like are you know like their hair even though they have like more hair types like their hair is like a little more like doll like I don't know it's like Mm. a little like acrylic-y I guess is how I would describe it interesting (laughs) yeah so like they've got if your cousins have it they have like the original good hair but what other things besides like bunk beds um did you have like what outfits were your dolls rocking I had like a whole Hanukkah set that someone got me where there was like a menorah and like little plastic gelt and then there was like a blue velvet wrap top and like a blue skirt Mm. or maybe it was a white skirt I think it was something like that where I remember that outfit pretty vividly I'm pretty sure I had like dance outfits and like I think there was like a gymnastics outfit maybe I remember really wanting a cast like the hospital outfit, but I don't think I had it. <laughs> yes. Why were, why were those like injury accessories so appealing? I um, don't know. I like really wanted it. Seriously. We just did a big look into the Hanukkah offerings back in December, 2022. That was really fun to look through getting like the first glimpse into AG representing us Jewish girlies was a big deal back in, for me, it was 1996, I think, when the first iteration of that Hanukkah outfit came out. And that yeah. was super exciting. And I think that light blue one was, oh goodness, early 2000s that yeah, it like launched. 2002. Oh yeah. yeah. Now they have like a whole, whole bunch of things too, to the collection, which is fun. With Kate and Samantha, were you dressing Samantha in the modern outfits that you had? And yeah, in historical. Okay, they shared oh, no, no. wardrobe. They, they were sharing a wardrobe. I didn't have that many of the historical outfits. I think the main reason I even had a historical doll is because I think I might have gotten her before the like today dolls even existed, really. When they first existed, like they just weren't putting a lot of marketing behind them, I feel like. Yeah. The, yeah. the main marketing, like 
pushes were for the historical dolls. So I think that right. makes sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't that into the historical aspect. I think later I like read the books. I think people would like get me the books as gifts. And so I finally just read them because they were like 90 page <laughs> little pamphlets. I know I read a couple of the Samantha ones and I've definitely read some Molly books because I got into Molly later. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like I remember everything like in the context of the store Mm because I was from Chicago where we had like the American Girl doll store and there was like this big fancy American Girl doll store and I remember it being like such an immersive experience like you would walk in and there was this like first room and then you would go into like the historic dolls room which was like it felt like a museum like it was this huge room with like glass cases and each like glass case was like for each of the historical girls and it had like the whole setup wow and so you would like look at it it was like a whole like diorama like the macy's like christmas windows of like each girl i'm like so happy to like hear this like (laughs) picture being painted from you because i don't think we've talked about the chicago store at all on this podcast yet at least like a glimpse into it so i'm really psyched to hear you walking us through it (laughs) how old were you when you first went i mean probably like 10 or 11 like it was Ugh. there when I was like young and then I went back like I mean I went like a bunch when I was like into it when I was younger and then I yeah. remember when I was like in my late mid to late teens I took my little cousins there and they had moved it into the water tower place across the street which is like a mall and yeah. that one felt a lot more like a mall store like it didn't feel like a big immersive experience it felt it still felt like a department store kind of like it was still big but it didn't feel like magical and maybe because I was old I don't know it just like it felt a lot more like commercial like there wasn't in the main area there wasn't like product out really Mm. like so what you would do is you would like walk in and there was these little like tearaway pieces of paper Mm. it was like kind of like Ikea okay (laughs) yeah this is major Ikea (laughs) but you would like walk in (laughs) and then they would give you this little like envelope or whatever like it looks like a little folder like a tiny American Girl doll like school folder basically and you would walk I don't think that's actually what it was it was like the size of the things and so they would give you this folder and you could like walk around and like pull the little tear away for each of the products that you wanted in like the classic girls section. But like what me and my friends and I think what everyone would do this is probably why they stopped doing it. It was like a huge waste of paper. You would just like take all of them and we would like trade them like trading cards and you would like give them to each. I don't know why. Like, cause we could all just get all of them. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. You just like mm. tear away the little pieces and we would just like right. walk around like tearing off the little tearaways for each of the items and then like take them home in our little folders and like sit at home and like spread them all out on the ground and like look at everything that's kind of genius because so cool like when you think of it like as like a child you obviously will probably not have like access to money and especially not at like the level that you need for American Girl but Mm -hmm. being able to like take a little piece of that home so you could like then show it to your parents or grandparents or whatever relatives are buying you American Girl like having that like physical piece of paper to show someone and like to remind yourself of what like piqued your interest the most that is that's clever you know I feel like it was very smart (laughs) American Girl like it was powered by geniuses it truly was and then 
so like there was that whole section and then you would go upstairs and I remember upstairs there was like on one half there was the hospital where you would like send off the broken dolls to get fixed (laughs) could you like see into it like could you see the people working on the dolls you couldn't see the people working on the dolls but like the dolls that were I think like there was like a display of like dolls in hospital gowns with crutches and like whatever <laughs> like the cast the, like they you know when you if you sent your doll to the hospital it would come back in like a hospital gown yeah <laughs> so and then the other half was the like girl of today section and that's where they had all of the like smaller displays of the little like setups of the activities that you could buy like the horse oh the horseback riding outfit I had um, mm. I love that outfit, the so like, stirrups and the vest, or like it was like a little blazer. So I have to um, ask, if you had the horseback riding outfit, did you have an American Girl horse? I like don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the stable. <laughs> I think I, I like don't remember having a horse. I think I just had the horseback riding outfit, and maybe I'm like hallucinating that. Um, but. Yeah, like all, you know, like those, the things that you'd see in like the catalog that were like the activity outfits and things like that were all in their own little displays in the Girl of Today room and you would walk around that room. And I remember it feeling like, like an aquarium almost because it was like kind of darker and then like the displays were lit up. Cool. And then I think it was the third floor was like the tea room where was there was a restaurant and I remember, like, people would have birthday parties there. And so you could go. I remember, like, one or two of the, like, rich girls from my class had birthday parties downtown at the American Girl Doll Tea Room. And you would go. And they had these little booster seats so your doll could, like, sit at the table with you. Do you remember if the restaurant was more, like, generically themed or if it was, like, I don't know how to describe this, but Laura and I went to the American Girl store in New York last year. Uh-huh. And it was, like branded American girl kind of in a generic way. Like I think it had like the, you know, pink and maroon colors. But aside from that, there was like a huge missed opportunity, we think, to like tie in more of like the doll aspect of it. Right. Like Samantha's tea cakes or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like don't okay. So the way it exists in my memory is not how I think it was. In my mind, this was like tea at the plaza. Like I remember it ornate. And I don't think that yeah. that's true. Like I oh. remember feeling like I was <laughs> like I hadn't I definitely didn't go back there like I think after I was like twelve, probably. Yeah. So I but I remember it. I was probably even younger when I was I like honestly don't know ages that well. I'm like trying to remember how old I was. Like I sent you guys a photo. I have no idea how old I am in that photo. In my mind, oh my like right now, I'm like, oh yeah, I was probably like 10 or 12 when I was into American Girl Dolls. But like, am I eight in that photo? I have no idea. Oh my <laughs> God. Also, we'll post this photo on our Instagram if that's okay. Yeah. We're surrounded by AG bags. Okay. What so that photo like? <laughs> was because my friend who's in that photo with me, her mom is a photographer and so she thought, like, they took us down to the American Girl doll store one day. Um, like, we went down to the city, and we went to the store and, like, bought a couple things. And then her mom was like, let's do, like, a photo shoot. So the couple of things that we bought, we had them put each thing in a separate bag. And then we got a couple extra bags, I think. I feel like there was a different time when stores weren't, like, every single dime counts. Like, no right. extra bags. So we just got, like, a ton of bags, and she just set them up all around us in the square in front of the water tower 
which was like right across the street from the original American Girl Doll place. And we just like stood there and she took a bunch of photos of us and they were really cute. That is so fun. Yeah, we didn't have like an insane shopping spree. We like went to the (laughs) store and bought a couple things and then did like a photo shoot. This mother could be an influencer with the way that she staged this shot. Like American girls should have put this in the catalog. Like No, she was incredible. She was like on the ground in front of like tourists were walking by and we were just like, hold on, (laughs) we're trying to get a shot. (laughs) That is amazing. Did you ever attend a performance at the American Girl Theater? So this was something that I forgot that I ever experienced until we started this call. <laughs> but I remember going with my grandma to an American Girl. I'm pretty sure my grandma took me to an American Girl doll play for like my birthday or something called like the American Girl doll review or something yes. like that. The vibe, I've never seen Hamilton, but like the aesthetic was similar. It was like, oh, interesting. I remember it being all white with like a silver star because I remember my like mom or my grandma bought me that American Girl Doll outfit as like a souvenir from the play. Mm. And it was like white overalls with like a silver star on the front. Yes. And that's like what they wore in the play. I don't really remember that much about it. Like dancey, singy. Love it. I feel like this is such a like connection to like grandmothers taking their granddaughters to like grandmothers love performance for some reason they love to take you to a performance and I feel like American Girl knew exactly what they were doing oh my god right grandparents love a cultural moment and for anyone listening in for the first time to this episode we actually have an actress that starred in the American Girl review our episode with Ashley May so check that out Oh my God. I like cannot believe that. I like want to hear. I need to hear it. I'm excited about that episode. Was <laughs> oh she like God, in high school dream. when she did it or like college? High school who? and middle school, I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying. I'm like, who are the actors of the American Girl Doll Review? Like how old were yeah. they? <laughs> it's very interesting because I was very confused about how they could possibly be like students and also do, you know, like this part-time job essentially. Um, and yeah. she she goes into detail about like how they had to like leave school early, like the way that I would have felt so smug if I was being dismissed from <laughs> middle school early to go be in like a performance. Like I guess it's like any honestly. kind of child actoring. Yeah. Like it's all because you know, people do that in more than just like New York and LA because there's like right. local commercials and local theater and all that stuff mm-hmm. has yeah. younger performers in it. But, you know, I love that they, I love that they added that theater aspect because I think Ashley, like going back to what you said about it feeling very like almost archival or museum like. Um, yeah. It's like they're giving you a full like 360 degree like immersive experience with like the play and like the displays and like being able to eat and like have tea there and and I do actually think that you're spot on about the uh cafe um being a little bit more highbrow like in the past I think that they used to make it a little bit more of like a prestige offering um but I think a lot of their demographic now is like younger because they have things for younger kids and they just like have to sort of make it like doable for little kids too. But I feel like to me it also was like a very like 
oh, like special tea at the plaza vibe when yeah. I was a kid. Also thinking about like what felt so much more commercial about the new store versus the old store, like the way that like the historical girls room felt like museum like and historical like I'm pretty sure it was like a carpeted room with more like like cream or ivory colored walls that maybe were wallpaper like something about it felt not like a mall whereas like the new store felt very mall like where everything was like they also I feel like kept branding pretty separate I feel like there was fairly different branding for the American Girl historical dolls versus the American Girl of today stuff like that big red star so I feel like in the new store, you walk in and it was kind of like marble floors, bright room, high ceilings. Like it didn't feel like immersive. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like you were like, oh yeah, everything, this is just a mall store. Like right, they have yeah. displays with like the historical items and stuff, but it isn't like, it doesn't have that same, what do you call it? Like it didn't feel, you just like walk in and nothing like draws you to any one place. You're just like, I don't right. know, here's items there's stuff to shop yeah and they have a lot of the um items like out too like that you can just pull off the shelf which sort of like I think takes away from it like I think having the items out you know right under the displays where you can just pull them off the shelf um I don't know that's sort of like I think contributes to to like that mall aspect of it it's like going to a shoe store and having like the shoes right there like it's it feels similar to that um but yeah I think that overall like they've just created it a very like retail centric experience Yeah, yeah it's definitely retail oh yeah and also on the way out of the original store was like kind of the bookstore room where they had it was kind of if that is it like felt like a gift shop but like the whole place is a gift shop. Mm. But the bookstore room had like all of the historical girl books. And then it had like all of those American girl, like for the girls books, like the me, you and my body or whatever that book is. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, all of those fun little like modern-y books. Interesting. I love a gift shop vibe coming to the end of a museum and seeing what I could purchase. To Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, But yeah, I think like the American Girl branding is such like an interesting case study, especially with like the original maroon and ivory vibe that they set out with in the 80s that was so prominent throughout the 90s as well. Like that's not like your typical little girl marketing color scheme. And I think, you know, kind of having that same vibe in the first, you know, flagship store in Chicago with it being almost museum like that's really mm. like very aspirational like yeah. and kind of keeping in that theme especially what it is today and just like color saturation that we see and everything and like i don't know if you've seen the historic girl updates in their wardrobe but it's appalling we need to do a deep dive into that laura <laughs> oh my god but, i have not seen it that oh scares my god. me it's honestly upsetting. It's like all of the historic girl clothing, especially like with the meat dresses, have just been like totally kind yeah. of customized. Yes. It's like everything basically that we've been talking about with like changing it from, you know, one vibe to another. I feel like they've done that with the clothes. Like they're like just, yeah, they're not super historically accurate. Like Samantha for example, um, is in like a pink dress with like a hot pink sash now. Hot pink. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, a hair, like, a headband or something. And I'm, like, obviously, Grand Mary would never let her wear that in real life. So I don't think that's accurate. All right. So we're looking at Samantha now in her new meat outfit. And voila. Yeah. No, that. I guess I wonder, like, why they did that. That's a great question. We're trying to come to the bottom of it as well because it doesn't make sense on like why that would be an upgrade to what it was. Oh my god, I like don't know who any of these girls are. Yeah, (laughs) like Molly was re-released in 2022 with her original meat outfit. I don't know if hers was ever changed. Laura was was she? Uh, It it was changed actually. It had like it had like she had different glasses and like different um like I don't know like accessories or something. But it's like I don't (laughs) I think that they did it to like make these historical time periods feel more like palatable for young kids. But it's like yeah. I, I I also think it's like. If you think about it, like Molly in the 1940s was the same distance away from our time in the 90s when we were getting those dolls as like the 70s and 80s is to now, which is like crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) That is so crazy. And then Ashley, here's the Felicity update. I don't know if you remember her original meat dress. I'm going to try to pull that up, but now she has this... um, this is uh, the worst this is the worst one i think like this is a huge transgression on her part but yeah truly atrocious and this was her original like floral beautiful where it was understated it was classy it was you know not your typical pink and purple you know shimmery mess of everything that i love and still yeah but you know felicity was a little bit more elevated they must have like tested like the clothing or something like options with like a focus group or something i'm assuming maybe they didn't um but like and like i'm assuming there's a good reason for this but it's just like so sad to me because i want them to look like how they did when we were kids however it's like that like just makes the like original ones so much more like covetable now like and I think why they're so expensive is because like a lot of them they've just completely like retired them and retired the original outfits so it's like harder to come by but um... yeah but it's like do we just like like the old way because that's how we remember it like I don't want to be like you know digging my heels into something that is just me like not wanting change yeah like I back I'm... in the 1950s things were great you know <laughs> I feel like if it's intentional then whatever but it felt like everything when I was younger everything felt so like nice and perfect and like put together yes and intentional so I liked it and now I'm like I don't know if you guys have a reason for this go to town but if you're just like trying like throwing shit at the wall then I'm embarrassed for you <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Were there any things that you always wanted but never had? I don't think so. But I can't remember. I think I really wanted a gymnastics set. And my mom was like, you've never done gymnastics. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, so let's do, let's see some back handsprings. And then we'll talk about getting a gymnastics set. <laughs> totally. I, I feel like some of those like activity outfits were so like aspirational though. It's like, okay, well, I'm never going to do rhythmic gymnastics, but I kind of want the rhythmic gymnastics outfit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Yeah. I'm never going to do rhythmic gymnastics, but that's not by lack of trying to find a rhythmic gymnastics studio in Brooklyn that would close to 30, 36 year old woman. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I feel like rhythmic gymnastics is something else like jazz that was very much just like in my brain during childhood. Yeah. Oh, wait, there was, a, there was like an, uh, like all-star rhythmic gymnast at my school and she would like leave school for like two weeks to go to like international competitions. Whoa. And I think she like meddled at them wow. and her and her sister would like get written up in the newspaper as like international rhythmic gymnastics champions. And we were all just kind of at school, like, what the fuck do they do even? I don't know who they are. Like, no one talks about rhythmic gymnastics. Like, I literally don't know what they're out there doing. She was, like, in Austria competing. And I was like, I don't know. I guess, like, let me know when you finish your part of the group project. I don't get what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) The ribbon part of it all is, like, deeply inspiring it. Like, that uh, ribbon dancer vibe. Um, in the American girl magazine in the mid nineties, there was an article about rhythmic gymnasts that really stayed with me. And that was like my only reference point for it, I think. Um, but every once in a while, a rhythmic gymnast will come up on my for you page and I'll be in awe, like how they're like catching the ball or the club or the hoop. It's just astounding. Yeah. (laughs) it's it's just like so 90s to me like I (laughs) I feel like rhythmic gymnastics and jazz were created by like the after school program industry um, (laughs) for for our consumption but yeah (laughs) so Ashley something that we like to hear from all of our guests on is what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you I feel like just like storytelling and like imagination stuff. Cause I know like I had one of the dolls that had a backstory, but I never really like followed it. Me and my friends would just like get together and make stuff up. And like, I mean, we spent so much time playing with those dolls and I'm just like, I think it was like just a fun way to like make up things. Yeah. Yeah. That imagination element of it is so important. Like American girl, I think gives you such a good basis for you know, the backstory, if you want it, let's say, right. Like they had all the historic books and the dolls, but also really opened up a lot of doors, uh, launching the girl of today line where you create your own backstory. And that element of imagination is so important. Like it's sad that that, you know, stops after a certain point. Yeah. It's such a cool element that AG brings along. Totally. Okay, so we have one last question for you, Ashley, specifically relating relating back to an area of expertise for you, but which American Girl doll do you think would write the best celebrity memoir? I guess probably Molly. I feel like I'm a real Molly truther, but I feel like she had the spunk to really, like, get into it. I feel like she would name names. Whereas everyone else, maybe because they're older, maybe because everyone else is like more historical. I feel like they're all more like respectful mm-hmm. of like the people in their lives. Yeah, that's true. Molly's right. gonna spill it all. Yeah, like there would be some Daily Mail articles written about Molly's memoir release, I feel like. Like mm-hmm. it would have a lot of buzz and I feel like she wouldn't use a ghostwriter. It would be directly from her. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, Ashley, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your AG story with 
us on our podcast today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. And where could everyone find you after this? I am at Ashley Ham with three M's and then Celebrity Memoir Book Club where you listen to podcasts. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we'll talk to everyone again soon. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.